forget what I said. Bust it open if you with it, then I'm with it. Hey. <laughs> no, why are you sulking? Because you forced me to sing that. I told you I don't want to open with that. <laughs> but it's such a good song. But no one knows what it is. Okay, you have to I don't know people. what it is. Nyaki. Okay, so Nyak's just discovered a meme, so she's forcing everybody to enjoy it with her. Nyak, please, I, I beg you, let this slide. This is good content. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Thank you, darling. Welcome to... I said what I said! Aye. I'm your host, Mukundwa. And I'm your co-host with the most. <laughs> co-host! Your co-host with the most, Nyakwezi. And this is the podcast where we close the gap between who we are and who we want to be. And where we are and where we want to be. Absolutely. Welcome back, friends. It's been, we haven't recorded in about two weeks because we yeah. had two in the bag. Yeah, look at us. And, and we didn't go been... on holiday. We didn't do anything with that time. <laughs> no. We just we sat. <laughs> we sat and we overate. <laughs> we, we have overeaten this week. It's been <laughs> so good. It's been amazing. Um, I've had such a good time. Yeah. And do you listen to Kalechi's podcast, Nyaki? I don't. Okay. I well, she often, not often, sometimes she opens and she says, I really don't want to be here recording and doing this, but um, here I am. So yeah, boom. Is that how you feel? I think I've enjoyed being quiet. Oh, and so I'm I back see. to speaking. I see, I see. Uh, but we're going to discuss that today. That's great. We've got a lot to discuss. So I think I'd like to use the framework of this episode is our learnings from... We've had such an adventure the past two weeks. We've been yeah. to hypnotherapy and we've seen a psychic. And our learnings from those two sessions are kind of going to frame the conversation today, which is about silence. Uh, silence, intention, and headspace, like a noisy headspace versus a really clear headspace and how we navigate those things. Yeah. In the so, world, in the modern world of today. You are so... You had to get something in. I did. That you had to get your intro, voice in. I did, not. <laughs> Speaking My of God. silence. Mm. I also, um, also want to add that one of my friends was laughing at me for my Australian accent that I inserted in a previous podcast. So I actually do have to put in a really... Yeah, because it was trash, Nyak. Nyak's mouth's open. It was literally trash. You know, who's that friend? I'm going to beat them down. I'm going to insert a sample of my voiceovers so that you guys know... It's not a joke. It's not a game. It's not a game. Wait, you mean you're not going to do it now for us live? Oh, you want me to do it live? On stage. Do it okay. for the people. Do it for the people. Okay. I have that's a great really, idea. That's really fucked up. I think, I think we should have a competition. Okay, yeah. We'll do you who's prepared and practiced and who's offered money, who's asked oh, for money. Geez. For the seven. And I have to go first because if I hear you, I'll copy you. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. You'll find it in every corner of the world. <laughs> I'm sorry, bitch. Josh, wait. I thought we were doing Australian. What's going oh, on? Oh, no, no, no. Australians, I've got that in the bag. Did, uh, okay. the, I've got Australian boring. in the bag. Have you got, Have you really? Yeah. All right, you do that in Australian and I'll do okay. mine. all right. You'll find it in every corner of the world. And everyone has... In- Nyak, if you laugh sorry, at me, I'm not going to okay, do okay, this. I'm not even going to look. I'm not going to look. Seriously. <laughs> we can't. We cannot live without it. Come and get yours. Bleep. It's the ultimate. Look, that wasn't bad. Now let's hear yours, Steve Owen. Let me, let me show you. You'll find it in every oh, corner of the world. <laughs> and everyone has encountered it. <laughs> You're laughing at Why me. Why do you speak like... We cannot live without it. Come and get yours. Bleep. It's the ultimate. That was good. I, towards the end, you have to admit. 
I think it's no. Okay. I think it's good. My issue with yours is you're speaking like those people give tours in the outback, like the heavy, <laughs> heavy, like in American movies. What if they're my only input? And Australians don't speak like that anymore. Like it's really, it's like this. Well, my Channel crowd, Rory Singh. Do you, do you follow Rory Singh? The one who does the makeup. Incredible. I, wa- I watch her. I don't listen. So what accent you do? I'm, this is Australian. I'm not even So joking. is mine. It's like <laughs> saying that you're trying to do, yeah, it's like saying you're trying to do South African and you only choose one. There's so many Australian accents. Oh yeah, there are so many, but you are just. And they do that funny thing. Brecky on the barbie. Like that's what you're doing. I'm not doing. doing that. You are doing Brecky on not. the barbie and it's just not this even is, like that. Yeah, but okay, you're a city girl and I'm from the outback. That's perfect. See, Nyaki, that sounds better. Anyway, I anyway, win, wow. whatever. And now I'll insert my uh, South African. Why are you advertising yourself? No, I just need to let people know. I think, because when I'm like, why don't I have any money? Why are my things working? And people hear that voiceover, they're like, well, that's why, because you're trash. <laughs> so I need people to know I'm on job. Okay, okay. I am on job. Listen to this. I'll tell you a secret. Seductive, tempting, and irresistibly smooth. Only a chocolate this pure could last this long on my lips. Fall to your knees and savor the taste of doodle doo chocolate. Salted caramel swirl. My secret. My doodle doo. And that's the one I did, the chocolate one, that like luscious Ooh, one, okay. where I will really take your wife, I will really take your mom, I'll really take your dad if I were wow. to do that in front of them. Yeah. Thank God we're related. Mm-hmm. Well, now that that's done. Let's get into, let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. Soar, um, I've been taking a break off of Instagram. Uh, and I'm actually disgusted that you haven't, Yak. Why haven't you taken a break? Because if I, <laughs> you taking a break off Instagram puts you on my level of engagement currently. Oh. So if I took a break. So you're saying what I consider a break is actually how you look at your Instagram. You've been, and I mean... So mine would be like, so there's nothing else I engage with. I don't engage with Twitter, Facebook, any of the other things, whereas um, you do. Yes. And so you taking a break off of Instagram reduces your level of, en- still your level of engagement on social media is higher than mine. So at the, <laughs> I've been engaging at the level that I can manage. That's okay. why, I, you know, I, I hardly ever post anything, including the podcast. Just, I just like, I just take it so, so easy. I'm actually thinking of ramping up just a little bit now that I feel comfortable with myself. Okay. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. I never actually thought people used it that little. Like, and I think, I think you're overestimating how much I use it and underestimating how much you use it. Okay, no, no, no. The last month you've not been on it, but you remember you'd spend hours like just looking at people sewing and I don't know what other videos, like textile videos. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Which is different though. Yeah. That's a different kind of consumption. Yeah. Which I w- I'd love to break down in this, in this poddy. Let's break it down. Yeah. What, 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 um, what do you, what are you trying to, what do you want to break down? So what I want to understand now, so coming from the, so I was thinking of this podcast in the, from the perspective of noise as opposed to quiet mm-hmm. or silence. So in terms of noise, like what constitutes as noise what constitutes noise? Thanks for framing this. I figured, I thought this would be a mumbo jumbo the way I was going. Thank you for framing that. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Okay, for me, noise means. I think it's really unhealthy, bizarre, and dangerous to be exposed to the amount of ideas and opinions per second that we are exposed to on social media. And 
I consider that noise is how many, if I follow 300 people that are those 300 opinions on my feed or less. Okay. Let's say they're mostly like 80 because of my, um, the algorithm that's still 80 opinions without social media. How many opinions was I, or would I be exposed to? Right. And what does that do for how I reference myself in relation to my world and like my own worldviews? I think when we don't have quiet, we don't have time. It's it's two-sided. It, it's or Yeah, it's complex because I think the more you're exposed to opinions and ideas and worldviews and ways of living, the more you can co- contextualize your own mm-hmm. and make sense of your own. But sometimes it can also dilute your opinion mm-hmm. because you're either because you're in an echo chamber that encourages you to go down one rabbit hole. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. Yeah. <laughs> Or because you've, you're constantly exposed to really opposing mm. views. It makes you so insecure to have either mm. because you know the opinions of people who are opposing you. Mm. And social media um, has... Facebook never used to be... Do you remember there was a time you never used to see... You never had a feed. You had to go and search a friend to engage with them. No one knew when you posted a status what your status was unless they went on your page. Are you serious? Yeah. There was never a central feed of information. I think you you started using Facebook way before me then. I only used Facebook since the feed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I had it. Yeah. As a a baby. So that is what noise is to me. Noise is just an overload of information. And especially information you you weren't necessarily prepared for or looking for. And in that way, everything's a trigger because you just get sucked into people's stories and um, dramas that you didn't like necessarily. It's a lack of intention. You just scroll because, you know, when you just scroll and scroll because you're looking for something to entertain you and you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'll log off now. But like, I kind of just want to be entertained. You don't know with you don't know what you want to entertain you. So you're so open and kind of vulnerable to any kind of information. Hmm. And that's mad. Hmm. Like I was on, so I've unfollowed everyone on Twitter. Um, and Even I, me. Yes, yes, everybody. You, Why everyone, me? all my best friends, everybody. Because I don't want to follow anyone except um, animal and baby accounts. I want to go in there and it's just a feed of ducks chasing cats, cats sitting on dogs' backs, horses playing with mice. Like I just want animals. I want wholesome content. I want to, I spend an hour just crying at all these beautiful animal videos she does and then she bursts into my room she's like look at these two dalmatians greeting They're each beautiful. other and they're literally smacking each other in the face over and over <laughs> again and i'm like Makunda, can i please get back to my num- you know? mind numbing series but imagine opening your computer nyaki and then seeing a duck leading like a boxer dog to the river and they play in the river together like yeah is there anything more beautiful is there anything more pure than that no, <laughs> the boxer playing not. with the duck <laughs> So I've unfollowed. So I was on my feed, but I unfollowed this one. I followed this one person who I have the biggest crush on, and she tweeted. So she these, unfollowed everyone, including me. Except then I followed one ducks yeah, and and this 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 person. Crush. Okay. Oh god! And then she posted a thing about KFC. Um, somebody, a man proposed to a woman in KFC in Johannesburg. Someone took a picture, and uh, a woman commented and said, "Yo, men in SA are broke. Imagine proposing in KFC." wild and kfc was like oh my god no we're gonna sponsor your wedding um with food and then another company said we're gonna sponsor you with rings and it became um a thing of all these companies sponsoring these people 
um, I think as a response to the hate or just as a, as a PR exercise, I think actually, but people were saying to the woman who had said men are broke, they were um, asking that we boycott her and that we make sure she goes bankrupt. So she has no money and mm-hmm. she learns a lesson. They were calling her a pig because she has big nostrils. She's black. Calling her a pig. She has big black people. We're calling her a pig. She has big nostrils. Calling her ugly. All sorts of things. And so as I was scrolling without necessarily much intention, that's the drama I got sucked into. Mm-hmm. So is that, is that, is I'm making that point clear that like, it's, it's like with TV, you might go into super sport. That means you want sport. But with social media, we, we're not controlling our channels that much. And so we're so receptive mm-hmm. um, and and hostage to whatever comes up. And that's just like noisy. Mm-hmm. I see. This is a long way to explain it, but that's just noisy. Yeah. yeah. That's so true. And actually, a bit, yeah, more work could be done, though. Like, as you say that now, when I do scroll down my Instagram feed, that's when I can get trapped, like you just talked about. But then they are, I mean, the search function can help with things like that. Like you can search, I can search for nails and all I'll watch for yeah. an hour is nails and get lost in that. Like that's one way of Absolutely. Yeah, of curating. Yes, no, there, yeah. and there are many ways. I think I'll plug my YouTube video that I talk about how to curate um, your feed. There are many ways to curate a feed. Mm-hmm. I think my issue, I think I'm more concerned with the idea of self-publishing as noisy, as mm-hmm. consistently thinking, how am I going to narrate this that's picture? Right. Funny caption. What do you think, Nyak? Is this okay? Mm-hmm. Is this too long? Like constantly editing and publishing ourselves and to what ends? Like, mm. I think there's a lot of a lack of, wait, why? Mm. Why-ness that we don't ask ourselves. We're, we're on it because everyone's on it, mm. but we haven't thought about that. Well, I often feel that um, I've missed out on a moment if I haven't captured it in a meaningful, witty way. Like if something funny happens or if my nails are looking really good and I haven't shared that, like I've missed out on a good opportunity because my Instagram is a bit emptier or it's, you know, it's still empty. You know what I mean? Because of that. So like, and I I don't post, I hardly post a thing, but every single day there are moments where I think I could post that. I could post that. So even for someone that does not engage relatively, like a two out of 10, for example, do you know, it's, it's crazy. Why do you think you think I could have posted that? Um, I want, I want to look good. I want to look at my Instagram feed and I want it to look good for me. And that good, the definition of good is I think of how I look at other people's Instagram pages and I, and I summarize who they are in my head and I'm, Oh my God, they're so witty. They're so clever. Their life is so interesting. Oh my God, look at all the countries they visited. Look, the things they do, their shoes are cool. And I look at mine and I'm like, if anyone looked at this, they would not know who I am at all. Like who am I missing out on? Because they're looking at my Instagram page that, you know, it's the things that, yeah, yeah. which is, as I say it out loud, like it's wild, you know, but yeah, but then there's someone I know, a friend of yours, God bless her. She is got to be one of the most interesting people I've ever met. And she has, I think like seven or eight pictures on her Instagram, um, mm-hmm. you know, on her Instagram page. And it's just, it's so wonderful to know, like. But is she on her stories a lot? She is on her stories a lot. Mm. But even then it's, a, yeah, it's very balanced between like memes and real life things. But it was just nice to see that if someone went to her page, they would have no idea who she is. I can get a sense because I followed her for a long time, but I'm talking about one snapshot, um, which was just wonderful to see. Like it was nice to see someone displaying a lack of FOMO or what I think is a lack of FOMO that I have. And if, so you said you wanted, you'd like to curate it for you because you know how you want it to look, 
But um, and then you talked about other people coming on and like, yes. what's the summary of nyakness? They get the essence yes. of nyakness. So then, is it really for you if no. it's about okay? It's no, not. no, no, no. Yes, the the point is that it's all fueled by the outside gaze that I imagine is there. Why do you even have an Instagram? Um, I like the aesthetic of it. I like pictures. I, it's yeah. cool. Like, I think it's cool. I, and why do you have your own? I understand why you're on Instagram, but why do you have your own page that you have pictures on? Because it's like making a statement. Like, this is this is the world through my eye. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I used to tell myself it's like having a digital photo album for myself. Like, a, um, a place where I keep, yeah, the interesting images from my life. Those so, are birds, by the way. They're not pterodactyls. Pterodactyls or, yeah, abused, I don't know, babies. Do they sound like that? Crying. It sounds like a crying kind of... Why are you acting like you're not from from this place? I just feel like I... (laughs) I just want to say, I think it's a very... We don't... These are indigenous to SA. Anyway, who cares about my train of thought? No, no, no. It feels like um, you told yourself it was a photo album. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know how much of that was just... But why do you have it? I'm still... Um, maybe keeping up. I think there's still a sense of FOMO, maybe keeping up with the Joneses. If there's one way that, you know, to, um, engage, it appeals to me the most over, um, Twitter and Facebook. I like the look of Instagram. So I, I do think, I, I think that when I change my mindset about it, I think I probably still will have Instagram, but I think it'll have very little to do with, the way I look and my face and things like that. Like, I think I will capture more things that I, that I like possibly, possibly for, for, for what? Just for me to look back at and enjoy. So then would you make it private and, and, and block everybody? I'd make it private. Yeah. And block everyone though from seeing. No. Cause I think it's nice to have, to engage with people over certain things. Mm. In fact, I don't even know if I need to make it private. I don't know if that that would matter if it's not personal. Like, it's okay. not my face and my babies, you know? Yeah. Mm. I understand that. Um, I think let's also discuss noise. Yeah. We kind of went down a rabbit hole with that. No, but that's... Yeah, but I think I want to segment this. So this is like... That was noise in terms of digital, okay. but there are other kinds of noise as well right, right. Um, and silences. Mm. Um, so to give some context, more context, the reason why I think that's important is because I think I think a lot of us have noisy lives where we have a lot of input and a lot of things we busy ourselves with that just aren't making us feel good or mm. making us happy or in alignment with what we truly want for ourselves. Sore. Um, just so I can understand from you as well, Nyaki, mm. one of the questions I want us to ask is how much noise do you think you emit? Right. So online, I think um, I emit, okay, I'd call it a two out of 10. So meaning that I emit a fifth of what I think I take in. Actually, I think I emit less than what I think I take in. Mm. Maybe a seventh. Like I take in seven times more than I put out, I think, online. Mm. Um, yeah, and because I don't come into contact with a lot of people, Let's see. But when I do come into contact with people, I think I do. I probably make 50, 50 to 70% of the noise. Okay. In honest. real life. In real life. Yeah. When you say noise. So when I say noise, I mean, um, I think there's substance and then I think there's just like noise. Yes. And I, in that, I, I reiterate, I oh, think I mean, because, because I will, I, what I do give, I do believe is substance, but I know that there are fillers and part of it also is performance 
in in the sense of not performance as in fake, but like I like I like it when people laugh, and mm-hmm. if I know that I can make them laugh, then I'd like to, um, whether it's and whether it's necessary or not. So I don't just like engage on essentials. But I don't know, is that noise? Like, I don't think that's joy? noise. Okay. I would say the noise part. I would say is when because you're a um, say it nicely. I just didn't want to use the word nice. It's such a you're a nice person, and I think. Um, kind, beautiful. Uh, no, generous. I think I'm just saying nice for now. <laughs> Benevolent. You're, you're a nice person, and I think what women do and what you do, oh no, what women do is just because we're nice, that's not enough. We perform what it is to be nice. Like socially, oh. you perf- we perform, and and people we perform what it is to be the thing, yeah. not just being the thing. Yeah. So to be nice means to greet in certain ways, to talk in certain ways, to pad your questions and your um and demands in certain ways yeah. and so that's noisy yeah. the extra the extraness around the thing um because we were in so when my hypnotherapist who roasted me dragged me for filth you don't know how much i love that man yo he dragged me for filth of course he was australian honestly of course he, of course he found an australian yeah of course i had to yeah, <laughs> love him love him um so he told me in in short to shut the fuck up that i just basically need to be silent um and really reduce the noise that I create around myself. Wow. And I should stop performing niceness. Um, stop trying to be nice as much as just being myself. Um and that was really interesting because I do find when I think of a nice, what I think of a kind when I, I think of a kind man, it's not from the amount of noise and faffing they do around me and how much they can bend over backwards. It's a kindness that comes from like a self-assuredness and a kindness mm. that's just not performative, but it just is. Yeah. Um, and, and some of my female friends, yes, but I think the majority of us are just taught to like perform a thing too. And that's noisy to me. It's that ex- it's just the extra padding we've put on our personalities to make sure we're conveying instead of just being. Because in the being, you will convey. Wow. So for me, I often think about social media and us virtue signaling and performing wokeness. Okay, what does virtue signaling mean? Everyone says it. Mm, it's a thing now. So virtue signaling means showing that you're virtuous. Showing that you are um, on the right side of oh. whatever the the prevailing um, virtue is. So virtue okay. signaling would be... When a white friend, do you remember when I don't have we were either. hanging out with my, one of my white friends and they just started telling us about the times, the things they'd done for black people and the times that they'd saved blacks. That was virtue signaling. It's when, um, kind of when no one asks, when no one prompts you and you're literally like, you just burst in and, and, <laughs> and defend a group or, a, or a, an idea without yeah. being asked, without it being contextual right. and without it being genuine. So a lot of, um, most of us virtue signal because that's, it's like safe and that's how we socialize. The genuine part though, I think it's just that when it's not being asked and it's not being, it's not needed in that space, I think therefore it's not genuine. Like when it's being done just to show that I do it. Because for instance, that person probably does help all those black people because they care and they really want to see them do better, but it's the performing of the act that they've done that yeah. is not genuine. Yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's, it's, it's not, yeah, it's not the act yes. itself. It's the way they convey that to me yes. without even me asking. Yes, yes. It was wild. Yeah. Being online is a lot of virtue signaling, um, which I don't, I have to really reflect on if I do it, but I know 
I try my best to be honest with my thoughts. There are some I just don't share because I know people are completely not willing to like entertain them. Um, <laughs> but I even consider, yeah, like just the way we deal with morality, the way um, we don't question things and ask, but why? What is the difference? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'll stop there. I'm so curious for the example. But this well, no, there was a time when I was a kid. And I asked my teacher, she said, oh, there's world hunger and there's overpopulation. And so I said, well, why don't we just eat humans? Like, we've got a lot of those. And she said, Mukundwa, that is what we call politically incorrect. And while, you know, on like an operational level, yes, that makes sense. We've got abundance. I think I was like, why don't we just eat humans and like just eat like roses? And there's so much greenery. How could we be hungry? There's so much grass. Like, look at all this kikuyu grass. Kikuyu lawn. So it was politically incorrect, apparently. And I just think if we are allowed ourselves to ask more questions about, not about only eating each other, but about um, <laughs> all sorts of things, I think we'd actually, I just don't think we're mentally free. I think we live in these paradigms and we don't question because it's wrong to question. Yeah. You're not allowed to ask, um, wait, why can't I do that? Why is it yeah. bad? to do xyz if it's bad because that's bad itself to mm. question wow you rubbed my back because she needs a, a sweat towel a sweat towel dab her face <laughs> i thought i really spiraled um is the consensus then so from our definitions of noise yes tell me if i got off track from our definitions of noise is is noise bad so noise oh, is very the, bad. It's unwanted input or excess input not even unwanted it's just no it's it's you can want the noise but it is bad it's it completely robs you of clarity. So how does your, do you have, how's your headspace, Nyaki? Like, do you have voices in your head? Do you have a, a constant stream of consciousness and thinking and thoughts? I know you do with, there's one thing you do, you told me. With overextending yourself for people, you'll really think about that a lot. Uh. Yeah. Like when you're going to do me a favor or when you, there was something you did the other day. You inconvenienced yourself for me. And I was like, well, why would you do that? And you're like, oh, because I really thought about it. And I thought if you, I did X and you did Y and that would happen to you. And, you know, I didn't really know. And I didn't want to be yeah. taken advantage of. But I also just didn't want to be mean. So I did this. And you looked without, at me. Like, and I was like, but no one asked you. Like, we could have started. You could have asked me. And we could have consulted. So you, and you, when you are, yeah. uh, what is that word? Nice. No. When you overcompensate and you people please, that's noisy, isn't it? In your head. Yes, very, very, very. What is it? What is it? How do you experience that noise? Um, it is like a conversation between two people, often berating and then like trying to justify not giving in to the the guilty voice. The mm-hmm. so the guilty voice is the one that um, berates me for putting myself first, uh, as if if I benefit and I perceive the other person as not benefiting, then that's definitely a path I shouldn't take. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes, because even if indirectly it's it, if they don't benefit, then it means it's at their expense when it might not necessarily because I haven't consulted, as you say. Mm. So, so yes, I would say that. So it, it's definitely a um, a byproduct of a religious upbringing of um, probably what I've consumed in media, needing to to put myself down or being the woman that supports and and from all the um, reassurance I've gotten from being kind or nice and then people wanting to either be with me or thanking me or getting all of those things from when I have sacrificed myself. So, sorry. 
sorry. What the actual fuck? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I have to, I've opened up my soul to I'm you and our millions of viewers, and you're the only coon that's laughing at me. I'm just laughing because <laughs> fucking asshole. Like sometimes, which is you don't do it often anymore. No. Like at events or like gatherings, you'll really offer yourself, and you'll be like end up being the maid or like helping. Build the treehouse. And it's like, nobody asked you. Now you're a lumberjack. So that was just funny to me. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for laughing. It's a good thing you laughed. I think I was really going down, downhill there. Isn't that hilarious? I'm like, oh, no, no, I can help. I can help. And you know, sometimes in some houses, when you offer to help, people really accept. Like, mm. black people. Yeah. When they're like, oh, do you need help in the kitchen? Yes, I do. Mm. Please now cut the bread, make the garlic bread. Excuse me, sorry, no, I'm a guest. <laughs> I really just meant like laying the table. I'm not gonna do all this. I'm not gonna make the salad. And actually, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to do anything, bitch. I have to say, I had something. to ask. Yeah, I could ask you about the weather, so I fucking had to ask you. If that I is so funny. That is hilarious. That's mad. A friend said I was asking some friends about yeah. if they have a noisy head, yeah. and they were like, "Oh yeah, it kind of sounds like just before a movie starts." That chatter and then the lights go and then people keep quiet, except people never keep quiet. It's that constant light movie theater chattering at the back of their, oh, not the back, in their heads. And I think a lot of us, maybe you don't experience this now, but I think a lot more of us than we think experience this of having literal voices, kind of ours, um, but like voices in our yeah. heads, constant feedback loops um, of chatter. Okay. Has it changed for you? Do you still have chat? You talk so about I used to have us. Loads of chat you talk about us, like yeah, whether anyone's experienced it. But expose yourself. Oh no, no, I have it too. Mm. That's how I, I you pioneered chatter. I have a lot of chatter, and so when I started asking people, people were like, oh yeah, me too, and um, I couldn't believe it. I thought I was First mad. First of all, that's such a good point. Like no one until you at this big, big age has ever asked me about the chatter in my head. Um, it's not. We need to talk more about real things. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, sorry. In all my 30 big years, not one of my friends, and including me, I haven't asked them either, you know, like, what's it like in your head? Like, are you at peace? Are you... But maybe it's not been... I only asked because it it got so bad. So, like, it's kind of the thing where... I don't know. I don't know, actually, Nyaki. Okay. So now what? You've got... You had the chatter and then... So I had chatter. Um, and I used to have this thing, I think I've talked about in the podcast before, where I'd wake up because when I used to live with a whole bunch of people in London, and they, I was just like, motherfuckers, you guys are so damn noisy. And I'd wake up to them all making some, like, talking and just conversations. And when I'd wake up, I realized, I'd realize it was my head. That like, is... I'd physically wake up because my head was loud. And I also realized I haven't, before before the last two weeks, I haven't been sleeping well because I've been... Ah, like the constant, imagine having a movie playing really low constantly, even at night. Like I just, I'd wake up and I'd hear myself thinking and like planning and rehashing things, the day's events and also thinking about content creation, about what are we talking about in the podcast? Okay, this is my Instagram story, like content planning, which is just like, oh my gosh, really? Um, Which is why I also took a break because I just, the content creation stuff is just finishing me because you're constantly thinking about it. And so... I only realized I was low-key sleep-deprived um, when I started not being. And after I went wow. to hypnotherapy, um, that was an incredible experience um, because I went in there and I told our hypnotherapist, I was like, 
hi, um, I have blockages around money and I know I should be very abundant. And these are all the things I want. I want a Jeep Wrangler two door. I want a house in Melville. I want, um, I don't know how many, $3,000 a month at least. I want um, this kind of camera, this kind of, and I listed out whole thing of things I wanted. I'm like, okay, can you plant that seed in my head? Because you're a hypnotherapist, like make it happen. And because he's a free spirited Australian, he just rinsed me. He's like, you are mad. You are literally going crazy. Um, and you need to like center yourself. You are in so many different directions and you too, it's just too loud. And we worked on that, like a kind of therapy session, a really hectic, affronting life coaching um, session. And then we did the hypnotherapy. So after hypnotherapy, I've had incredible sleep because I've just stopped overthinking and stopped thinking about what I want, 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 want. And more, um, what do I like health wise? What, what is good for me? Like, do I need to take a break off Instagram? Do I need to stop talking to my friends for a second and just like stop involving people in my story and, and being involved in other people's stories. Like, yeah. do I just need to be quiet? And what is that like? Like imagine a day without even watching a show, like not watching a show, not reading a book, mm. not doing anything, like just being quiet. Like Have you what had would one that? Oh no, that's, that's hectic. Yeah, no, I'm not there. You know what, Kunra? Um, I've just realized now, or have been realizing over the last two weeks is that um, since you've become quieter or you're, and you're slowing down a bit, it's like the, I didn't realize that um, there was a bit of a, like there was a panicky vibe in the air for me. I'm not blaming you. I don't know how to say it. You have to wait wait till I miss. This absolute witch. And now I'm saying it in front of all of you, so I'm safe. I love it. She can't can't beat me on air. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So like, I've just found that I, I don't have to think forward as much because in the moment, like I can speak to you in the moment and we can just be calm together and speak wow. about a thing. Like what should we do about like now our cat's got a cone on his head. Should we let him out? Should we keep him in or about the food, like feeding him or just little things that yeah. might before I wanted to think two, three steps ahead because I didn't know how fast it was going to come back at me and how fast <laughs> I was going to have to counter and then know my answer for this and then be prepared. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've just been, like, I've just been noticing and I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to like jinx it or trigger you to be like, no. And also, how would you even express that? Yeah. How do you express that? How do you prove that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like how, that's a hard yeah. argument to build. Because your intentions are always good and loving and it's always like, but I'm not out to get you. It's like, oh. Yeah. It's so, oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm hugs. so appreciative. Virtual hugs. Virtual hugs. Wow. I know. And it's funny. Um, Arthur said that. I'm going to link. Arthur, our hypnotherapist, does Skype sessions too. I'm going to link his details. He is phenomenal. Phenomenal. And he has different... St- well, we'll actually, we'll shout out everyone at the end. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> um, he basically said, so you were, you've been a terrorist at home and your sister must be enjoying the peace. <laughs> and I said, I honestly don't know. I didn't know I was a terrorist because I've been one for so long. And I don't know that, and I, I wouldn't know about my sister. So I'm so glad he'll be happy to hear that you've noticed the difference. Because he kept saying, has she noticed the difference? I was like, I don't know, nigga. Like, I don't know. He's I don't out know, Arthur. He is out of line. I love him. Yeah. Honestly, after you, okay, and mom and dad, he's baby, and Luca, he's my favorite person. And Paul. He's okay. Lovely. Anyway, he's, he's like my sixth beautiful. favorite person in the world. It was incredible. And that's another thing I want to talk about right. is, so part of what also made me, I was, I felt so sad because I thought 
I've been operating from this place. He asked me, he said, when is the last time you were calm? Mm. And I asked him, wait, am I calm right now? Because I've always been this. And he's like, no, you're literally on 10. And your energy is right now is so abrasive. And your aura is a mad thing. It's looking mad. It's looking ugly. And I was like, okay, well, I've been like this really from high school. Like I've been like this since after I was a kitty and after I was told the way to succeed in this world is don't be soft um, and don't go with the flow. You have to be ambitious, a go-getter, direct, affronting, confronting, um, ambitious to a, f- ambition is like a, not even a bell curve, but it, there's a point where it's really healthy and then it becomes bullying, it becomes aggressive, it becomes off-putting, it becomes repelling and pushy and mean. Um, but in capitalism, that's still rewarded. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how, that's who you have to be to be a leader, it looks like. Yeah. Those are the people who get rewarded, who are pushy, who are aggressive, um, who are genocidal. I mean, look at someone like Donald Trump, right? Look at someone like Hitler. Yeah. That ambition that is cruel to yourself and to other people yeah. is rewarded. And so what I uncovered, this is why this, Arthur guys, we're going to shout him out. This is why I love him so much. Because what he helped me uncover was that all the things I was rewarded for under capitalism um, that were eating me and eating people around me, that were destroying me and destroying people around me, were rewarded. Mm -hmm. And so I took that for success. All my friends, all my family, everyone thinks, um, oh, oh, it's so encouraging that Makunda, you're doing so well, you're so... You know, you're so such a go-getter. You know what you're doing. It's encouraged and it's lauded. But that same behavior was isolating me and ruining my life and ruining people's lives around me and has caused like an energy block that now I'm dealing with with a psychic. And so I just wanted to say that because just because you're doing well materially, and I think I said this to you, as well, like just because the external factors, you might be making money, you might have a partner, a nice house, everything looks like it's going well, doesn't mean it is. Just because the response materially is a positive one does not mean you're okay. You can't use that as a measure that I must be doing well because I have loads of friends and I have loads of money when I had loads of... No, doesn't necessarily mean that. Um, Are you still in your mind? Like, are you quiet? Do you value yourself? Do you actually like yourself? Like, Mm. and I just think... I just wouldn't have gotten there without Arthur. Mm. I wouldn't have known. And that's what I said to him. I said, I've been rewarded my whole life for being ambitious slash abrasive. So how are you telling me now that that's destroying me? And he's like, well, I am, bitch. Like, I'm telling you. And these are the ways. And I think we've said it on the podcast as well. I've, like, been quite... Me and you have bumped heads a bit with the spiritual stuff because I think you're not... um, I felt in the past you weren't, like just hard enough Mm. and that's something I broadcast to people and so now I want to say I mean I need to listen to that back and I think everything has its reason so I don't take any of that back but I'm in a different headspace and I think very differently now about how we approach about what's possible and like how capable I am and everyone is Mm. but if they have but people we have to believe in ourselves yeah and I think I was I think I was operating from a place of fear. And so I was fear fear mongering naturally that even though the intention wasn't that, I think that came through. So if any of the things I've said have confirmed your limiting beliefs about yourself, um, I'm not sorry because that's your responsibility. (laughs) I'm not sorry. I finished that sentence. I know, but you need to um, consider that. Mm. You need to consider that. 
always, always interrogate your own truth. <laughs> but and everything you say though stands to me. So even when you were saying, if y'all follow Nyak's religion, you will end up at McDonald's. Because you need to, for yourself, know what it means to do less and have more, to, you know, go with the flow, to uh, believe that everybody can win. You need to you need to know for yourself what or what these things mean for you. Um, you need to know what your life means for you <laughs> without yeah. blindly following anything. So I think it goes for what you were saying. Just because it was quote unquote logical doesn't mean that it was right for anyone except for you. So no, everyone's responsible for themselves. And I think it speaks, different things speak to us at yes. different points when we're ready for them. For sure. And it's, I mean, interesting that we went to hypnotherapists, a hypnotherapist now, but they've always been around. We've always yes. known about them. Yes. So I think timing, the universe yeah. is timing. It's always on time. I told my brother about a hypnotherapist 10 years ago. So, and you didn't go yourself. Yeah, I never I thought. That. I didn't even know. It didn't even occur to me that I could go to a hypnotherapist. Timing. Timing, Sissy. girl. What do you think? What are some take homes from your sessions with Arthur? First of all, that my Australian accent's very good. It's not good. It's overstated, darling. You know, it's overstated. Rowy Singh. Just say Rowy Singh, Rowy Singh, Rowy Singh. Rowy Singh, Rowy Singh. There Rowie you sing. go, and you get into it. <laughs> Fucking nothing. Say Rowy Singh three times, and she'll appear at the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. I make up and all. Oh god. Oh gosh, some takeaways from him. Oh, that I have internalized everyone else's opinions and it's all bullshit. Mm. So stuff about me not achieving enough, not being good enough, not um it, wanting to please other people, what it means to be good enough in those perspectives. I think th- those are the main themes. Bullshit. All wow. internalized from childhood wanting to make my parents approve, wanting to, so not necessarily a fault of their own, but just, but it being encouraged anyway. Good girl, good mm. behavior. Mm. Rubbish, nothing to do with me. Um, Just let everyone else burn, it's fine. Just move and like mind my own business and just to keep going and to be, major thing for me as well is to be calm. So funny, so it shows up in different ways and my not calmness, whatever the opposite of that is, was causing all of my allergies. So my body was just rebelling. My stomach was saying no, my sinuses, my chest. Um, It was all because of stress. And so, yeah. Stress. Stress. That's a big one I took home too. Yeah. Is that stress is, sounds like the root of a lot of disease. Yeah. Um, It really is. I really don't want to be that person who says disease dis-ease. I am that person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is fully woo. By the way, from this episode onwards, hey. This is Woo 100. Capital W. So you better turn off your station <laughs> if you are not ready. Um, I want to talk about calm, like practices, like the practices to like now counter the noise. <sighs> counter the noise. So what Arthur told me is to say I can and to repeat that. He was like, forget all those affirmations. You don't have to do them like 10 times a day. Just say, I can, (laughs) I can. So I I actually only started saying that this week. He told me this three weeks ago. But I think with calmness, I just tried to stop. The main thing he teaches is that you're enough. Mm. And when when I believe I'm enough, the urgency with which I need a two-door Jeep Wrangler a DSLR camera, a home in Melville, $3,000. Really, I release the grip on them because I am enough mm. now. Mm. So that's what I did. Realizing that I'm enough, I released the grip on a lot of things I thought would make me feel better, do better, be better. 
And also cutting out anything that brought noise, and that was Instagram that brought noise, mm-hmm. that was following other people brought noise. Um, that's that's all I did, and I think also gratitude. He suggested just practicing gratitude, just being looking around me and seeing what's really working, what I'm grateful for, mm. and I realized I was grateful for so much. Um, and it's interesting. I think gratitude and shame, guilt, or a lack mentality are often really close together. Yeah. So my parents are supporting me and I was so, I was so guilty about that and upset about that and ashamed about that. And I thought, well, I could do all that. Or what if I just be grateful? I was spending so much time being so guilty. I didn't realize how, what a blessing that is. Like my parents are giving me their money and they are blessing me. And I could spend all this time being guilty or I could spend all this time being so grateful and thankful that I have that support system. And it's it's the same, it's interestingly got the same root. Observing what you're receiving and you can either be guilty about it or shameful or grateful. Um, and so that's what I'm learning is to try flip the script on my guilt. Mm. And even even for example, like overindulging, if I ate a, a, a big thing and I was like, oh gosh, I really shouldn't have. That never happens. I know, never, never. This is for the people. <laughs> this is for y'all. For y'all. Yeah, being like grateful, like, wow, I had the money to afford this pie. Mm. It was delicious. I'm so grateful. Yum. Like, damn, I really did that. Mm. And so I just think it's such a, actually quite an easy flip. So anything mm. you're upset about, you're probably supposed to be grateful for. Because it's probably... Yeah, it's probably a vacuum or wow. something that's in lack or in excess, but to your benefit anyway. But you're not just you're not seeing it that way. Okay, I'm upset about I don't have a boyfriend. Like, where the fuck is he and when's he coming? How do I be grateful? What do you mean? Well, what if you what if I told you? Couldn't it also be gratitude for having good people in your life? Like, I'm so mm-hmm. grateful that whoever is here and whoever's not here is meant to be. Okay. And I'm grateful for this time to myself. Mm. And I really believe, I mean, this might be far for people, but I just think I'd be really grateful for not having any drama and confusion in my life. Right. Because that's what I'm spared of. That That's what I don't have. And I'm grateful for that. So like, that's how I see that. Mm. Um, would you, what would you do for that? Let's see. I would be, I would be grateful that, um, that I'm not with anyone that's substandard, that I would much rather be alone than with someone for the sake of being with someone alone, just in terms of relationships, mm. I got friends. So I'd be really grateful that I, that my ancestors are protecting me from rubbish and I'm bringing a wonderful person to me. Cause that's what I want. I want yeah. to be with a person. Um, and all the things you said about friends and people around me are wonderful. And I like that. Um, yeah. Grateful for my mm-hmm. discerningness. You know, that I haven't actually also just kept accepting anything. Yeah. Like, mm. I just think that just shows how protected you are. Yeah. If you really have a, a yeah. gap in your romantic life. Yeah. And even if you don't, that you, 
I'm sure there's a level of protectiveness you have <laughs> if you boot up. But I think also like grateful for the space you've been given to wonder why you consider that lack. That's right. That's what, right. yeah. What do you think that'll affirm mm. in you romance yeah. that maybe you should work on yourself? Also, sometimes it's not about, um, you don't need to look at the thing itself to find gratitude. So if there is nothing, so if you don't have a job and there's you cannot see how you can be grateful mm. about that situation, there are other things. You're alive. Maybe you have a little sister that makes you laugh. Um, maybe you live in a place with good weather, so, that, that there's a roof over your head. Someone's giving you a roof over your head. Um, and you can find ways to be grateful for that without the guilt. Um, you, so you don't have to think about the job. Like, just be grateful. Like, just the act of gratitude in one's life, in my life, um, it helps. I like that. It spills over. So it's not, it's not categorized. <laughs> I think that leads well into knowing your like luck levels yeah and i think this is a big assumption but i really think all of us have like our natural disposition is just really lucky yeah like yeah, yeah. lucky everyone's lucky yeah um so if you haven't had a job for ages and you know that doesn't feel usual like no i feel really employable i know i can contribute and i i really want to be able to sustain myself what is going on this doesn't feel mm. usual you should investigate that and I did that with a psychic. Ooh, so let's discuss. Let's discuss for points. Psychics. Let's do it. So we visited a psychic on I, Friday. Can I just say I love our lives? I know. So random. So random. Um, and she does um consultations. What are you, internationally? Like As Skype. Well? Yeah, yeah. She doesn't even do oh, a Skype. No, she doesn't do Skype. You send her your picture and then she reads your picture. Basically. Yeah. So we'll also link her. She's yeah. incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, so I went to Arthur, the hypnotherapist, and I told him, there's a block. I want more money. There's a blockage. I know myself to be an abundant hoe. Mm. And he told me to, to quiet the fuck down. So that was useful for me to calm down. But I still knew there was a blockage. Yeah. And he kept asking me. I mean, I, I was prompted to ask myself really practical questions. Like, are my samples good enough? Do I have a website? What are the physical mechanics of my job? Have mm-hmm. I really um, pushed? And I kept saying, I I understand that's so important, but I'm telling you it is an energetic blockage mm-hmm. because I know I'm supposed to be living in the spirit of abundance mm-hmm. and this is not abundant. So that wasn't directly tackled. Um, my calmness was. But then moving to the psychic, I mentioned, well, actually I didn't mention, I don't think I mentioned it. She yeah. read yeah. that you've got a massive blockage with work. Mm. And I was like, bitch, I, you know, when you want to just throw the table, I was like, I've been telling people, she's like, yeah, no, you've got a blockage. Um, and we trace it back from when I was in England and I had a business there mm-hmm. and how I just was, and I used to feel crazy telling Nak, but I'm like, I'm just really unlucky. Like mm-hmm. anything that should go wrong will go wrong. And it really did. And it was all very bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew it, I was unlucky and I, cause I had a blockage. So can you nyak? How do you know? Because this, my point here is that knowing, knowing your luck levels and really like not accepting that maybe it is just what it is. If you know you're lucky in love and you have a really lots of shitty partners, I think you should interrogate that. Mm. Like, yes, we should have gratitude and also be working on fixing the issue. Mm. So how, how do you identify when you have like, when you're just like in a rut, when you're not, mm. how do you know that when you, you feel like you're not moneyed up, 
how do you know if that's just like, that's because it's like your source levels doesn't warrant the amount of money versus no, I've definitely got a blockage or I've mm. def something's up. Let me see like some kind of spiritual person who can mm. assist in this arena. So I think from the beginning, um, my belief system is that um, the world is founded on love and good times. Like everything is supposed to be good. Um, that pain isn't in the equation in my world. Um, that no pain, no gain or those that doesn't make no sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> they just doesn't. It just doesn't. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so when I, and, and also I believe that each one of us has an innate guiding system um, that, that tells us, that shows us um, where, where, what is right, where we need to be so that the direction of our desires are the direction of our blessings. And so, um, so if if what, what feels good to me is to be able to say, sing and to be able to, to talk to people, engage with people, to travel the world, that's the direction of my blessings. That's the stuff that I should aim for and go for. Um, but it, it makes me feel good without, um, feeling lack. So, other kinds of aspirational living, say like having the Jeep Wrangler, for example. Yeah. It it's like it's nice to dream of, but then I, I, all these like hows and whys and what happens and the it actually stressed me out a little bit. So it's not in it's not in the flow of my um it's not in the direction of my 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 luck or my where I'm supposed to be, if that makes sense. So discerning what really, really feels good to me and my desires when they feel good, like a pure goodness. Yes. That's what's meant for me. So that's a long way to say it's not just everything you want. Like I want, you know, what this, this, that. Like what really feels good when you want it, but what feels bad oh, when you want interesting. it. Like I want to be skinny, but it doesn't make me feel good when I think I want to be skinny because it involves berating myself right now so much. But when I think of other things, I feel good. So that's if how to know when something's for you. So that's how I know when something's for me. So then when I have blockages uh-huh. in that thing, so... I know I want, I want to be, I want to love and be loved. I know I do. But when I haven't dated someone worthwhile in kind of ever, actually, ever since I started dating at 16, I've never been in a relationship that I would want to be in for the rest of my life. Um, I know there's something up there because it's something that the idea of being in in a, in a loving relationship makes me feel good. So, so that's something that then I would investigate, like what's happening. That's, I love that. Yeah. So if I want it so much and it feels so good yeah. to want, yeah. why isn't it like materializing? Correct. So that's, so that's a, that's a really nice, clear way yeah. to know something's up. So, so, and, and, you know, in the contrary, like I used to love writing songs and making music, but the thought of being a professional performing musician brings me so much anxiety do you know what I mean? Like the, the end of that line. So it's not it's not for me and maybe just not for me right now, but it's not a dream that I need to push. So d- does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And doors were opening in that way, sense, in that in that avenue. People were paying me to, to, to sing, to make music for them, but it, you know, it was giving me anxiety, so no. Wow. Yeah. That is so practical. Yay. 
we love a practical hoe. <laughs> I love it. Three weeks ago, I was the most impractical. I bitch. know. I was always abusing Yak on. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. I love it. Wow. Hmm. Because I also think that's another thing about self-publishing. I was always thinking, this is how I feel, but I have to be responsible to the listener and mm. temper it and make it even sounding so that at least, nah, fuck them keys, fuck them keys, fuck them keys. No, no. They go eat think. what comes out this. Yes, you'll eat it, my friend. You'll yeah. eat it. Um. Because I also just feel like there are also a million and one podcasts telling you all the ways in which you can't or all the ways mm. or like affirming the really limited beliefs or like yeah. just mediocre aspirations. Yeah. And I just think we don't need to be that one either. Yeah. Uh, another one of those. Oh, another dream that I think is bullshit is being a millionaire for me. Mm. Absolute mm. rubbish. We need to talk about that. We will. Let's, oh, yeah. Now, let's talk about oh, right it. right now. Because yeah. I think I talk a lot about being rich and I think mm. um, let's expand on what that means. Okay. So what do you want? What do I want? What don't you want? Okay. So I want, I want to play. I want joy. I want to, to travel and meet people. I want to use my gifts. I want, I want to use my gifts to help people find healing. Um, I want to be taken care of in my life. Um, I don't, and I want to, yes, I want to feel that kind of freedom, um, financially, uh, materially, like with food, with the roof over my head, or like I want to feel that freedom and safety in life. Like, so I think that that, or I've been taught or fed the idea that that equals X, mm-hmm. X amount of money. <laughs> that, that generally, if I have a million rand, then I'll a lot of those worries can be taken care of. Um, is the idea that I've been fed, man? The path to that million. Number one, the managing of that million. Number two. Number two. <laughs> and then, but then also, th- then, my, but my lifestyle. So I have a million. It just doesn't translate. It doesn't equal. It doesn't equal peace, safety in the world. Um, a higher wall isn't feeling safe. It's, it's. Bitch. It's, you know. Tell the South Africans. It's hot. It's a heart to heart. Um, connection with people and an acceptance and for me it's a surrender to the universe yeah if it's time to eat my guts out i surrender long it's so funny i'm joking i take that back my guts are fine where they are but yeah and i said south africans because we like high walls because of our houses yeah because of the crumbs because of cyril has he been doing anything in office (laughs) um that's our president yeah didn't i sound like shirelle de villiers from what's it no, you didn't. I did, from Isidingo. Cheryl de Villiers. Yeah, didn't she have a more Afrikaans exit? I never watched it. What helped me realize, you got there from a spirit, we've gotten to the same place, you've gotten there spiritually, I've gotten there practically, mm. about um, how much it actually costs to live our dreams. Oh, can I say one more thing on my thing? Is that when I was, when I was working and earning 25k, um, and going to work every day from eight to five or six, and then when I stopped working, when I stopped working and was working for myself and was earning even 20 K and feeling so much richer than I was then. And then when it got to the stage where earning 30 K like between 20 and 30 K sometimes more, sometimes less like, and then I was still not happy. I realized it's not the amount. Um, Some months the money would just go. Some months I would have some more, even though I had more than I ever had before and my expenses were less and, so it, it just wasn't the money. A dollar's not a dollar. Else. No, a dollar is not a dollar. They are not Absolutely, Nyeki. I think it's interesting. I really think abundance mentality expands your experiences, mm. which expands your money too. Mm. Like just how far it stretches. Mm. It's wild. It is wild. 
And that's why I think money like definitely has an energetic function. I've got my eye on it. I'm figuring it out. Actually, that's such a good point. Because when I first started working and I was earning 4,000 rand when I was working with dad, mm. I had so much money. I had just come out of university. I couldn't finish Which that 4,000 rand in a month. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. So we've weird. often talked about the months you make, you just rake it in. Sometimes you feel your poorest. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, Nyaki, I'm always like that. I'm on the couch. Yeah. And you're like red eyed. I'm like, isn't that crazy that you feel so poor, but you're literally the richest you've ever been. And you're like, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for me, I think I like to say, I really don't like, I really don't think any of us should assume we can't afford things. Mm. Um, and I'm tired of that. Mukunda buys 400 Rand body creams. I mean, private. <laughs> yeah, no, and I'm tired of that. Especially black people. Please don't assume you can't afford things. It's true. Um, you know, and that just means like picking up a phone and calling and finding out the cost between that dentist and this dentist. Actually Googling and seeing the difference in prices um, and understanding that, whoa, a lot of the things I want to do are actually closer than I thought. Mm. Um, and I also thought, I mean, when you, on a practical level, when we think we need to be millionaires because we love travel... But did you just see, like, Kentucky is 13,000 rand. That's flights included and everything else. You don't need to hit a million before That's you true. get 13,000 rand. Yeah. Like, yeah. bitch, are you... For, like, hello? Hello. Did you, so did you Google? Did, are we researching? We must yeah. research. We must never assume. And I think I really do believe that the abundance mentality precedes being um, abundant in whatever space mm. it is. If it's romantically, if it's financially. I think you have to feel that first. Mm-hmm. Um... And that's why I know I'll be rich because I really feel rich. Mm-hmm. And so my bank does not reflect that, but that's beyond the point. Yeah. That'll come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it is absolutely guaranteed. And I can't wait. I know, yeah, because I, <laughs> I think that's part of my... I need to eat. I want to eat. Yeah. yeah some Make money so I can eat. I know. I'm ready um, for retirement. And I think, yeah, with the richness, so that's what I mean. I, I often talk about wanting to be rich just because um, I don't want to f- like physically suffer. I've mm. seen it. It's not nice. Mm, I don't want to. And I'm just not going to. And I think um, a lot of that's been being straddling spaces, like being black, but being an, or an African and Ugandan mm. and experiencing my black Africanness, Ugandanness, and then being in spaces with people who weren't black, people who had more money, people who had different circumstances historically and currently and seeing, wow, there really are many different worlds I can traverse. And I really can... I kind of don't want to step into the shoes of spiritual, mental, and financial poverty that I see people who look like me are constantly in. I just Mm. don't want that for myself. It's not fun. Mm. Um, And I was, I've seen, I was in those environments, so I could see that for myself. And I think it's just so important for everybody, but especially people who are black and brown, um, and especially people who are women and femmes, to know that, like, you just, unf- the belief has to precede the thing. Like, you have to believe that you can be whatever it is you're interested in being or having or experiencing before you even begin to, like, try. Mm. And I think that's a message. I just don't think a lot of people who look like us are told they can actually mm. have what they want. Yeah, And I think often it's because sometimes 
when we're in positions of like mental poverty, we think what we want is to be a millionaire with a jet. Mm. And it's like, no, you actually don't want that stuff. I think you just want like a two bedroom place mm. and a car mm. and like to have enough money for nice things. That's really different to that's a millionaire right. and a jet. Mm. And I think that's what capitalism insists us to mm. inspire to is these mm. huge lofty ideas of Largely wealth. unattainable ideas. Largely unattainable and unnecessary. Yeah. If you think of the percentage of millionaires in the world versus the percentage of people, like it's it's largely unattainable. Literally. It's 1%, I believe. Yeah, well, uh, that's funny because the last podcast, when I asked you to look at 10 of your friends and you and who would be millionaires, you refused to answer. Did I? Yeah. Oh, I know Bonola's going to be a millionaire. I'm so excited for that. I know. And she likes me, so I'm going to eat. And again, yeah. I, well, I'm eating first. You'll have my leftovers, but they'll be no, so No, no, no. She's very generous. And I talked to her directly here. I have her on WhatsApp with her. Just <laughs> FYR. Um, oh, also, Gulshan's going to be a millionaire. She's a oh world-class photographer. Oh, my God. I'm crying. Does she like me? Mm, she likes me. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. She likes you so she'll, because I'm your sister. Mm. <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> Not so much. Uh... Okay. But yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what the riches, guys. Yeah. Um, and I think on the last podcast, I said most of my friends in England won't ever own homes because it's so expensive there. <laughs> Do they and like look, back to <laughs> <laughs> disown you. I know. I want to revisit that statement. <laughs> now she wants to ask if she can sleep I wanna on the couch. I know, I know. I'm coming next year. Can I sleep on your couch? Um... It doesn't have to be... Look, I still maintain that because I think, first of all, most people don't believe they can. So you probably won't if you don't believe you can. But if you want it to be you, then like start there, like really believe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> believe it, friends. And I'm going to own a house in London. Yeah. I've seen it. I think it was in... I don't know what area it was. I went and visited this house. Mind you, this is a, this is a detour, but I have, to, I have to say this. So houses in... London's a bit a little ghetto. Um... And for what you pay, th- there's a housing crisis, right? It really is a-, a bit ghetto. And it's normal. Like, that's normal. We're all kind of living a little ghetto together. It's fun. But it's London. But it's London. <laughs> Except I went to this house. It was... The size was four stories, but it was only about three. Mm. And the seat... The, oh, my God. The windows, it was double barrel. And the windows stretched from the floors... After at least volume. double volume, volume not yeah. double volume. No. at least 10 meters of window, bottom to top. And it had an island, it had this beautiful garden. Now in London, that means, I mean, that is like Gaddafi money. That's yeah. a lot of money. But I really want to own that house. Oh, I, at least I want to live in it. I just yeah. think it is so beautiful. And I couldn't believe something like that existed in London. Because it is a little... Ghetto. Yeah, so there is a little ghetto. For the, for the like middle yeah. section, it's... it's so if anyone knows that house... Um, I'm going to ask my friend for the postcode. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I'm just going to ask her. It's beautiful. So yeah, guys, if I'm going to own a house, I'm owning in Rands. I'm owning a house in London, so you can too, is what I'm saying. Yeah. If I'm owning one, you can own one. Fantastic. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Alrighty. So spiritualism, spirituality and capitalism, can they coexist? As a final, a final question to the learned. To the learned? I don't know. The enlightened. I think anyone could answer that one. (laughs) Just answer it. I'm still thinking about it. I'm kind of thinking more no. Oh, okay. And you? Absolutely. And the reason why... (laughs) 
And the reason why I think we can is because capitalism is the system that we're in. And uh, I refuse to opt out of the system in order to find myself. I do not need to change my surroundings in order to find enlightenment. I will find it right here on this corner. Uh, in this plush seat with my cat and my flowers and my nice things around me. My books and maybe a bit too many possessions um, as I teeter between minimalism and hoarding. Um, I will find my spirituality and my centeredness yeah. here and I will elevate and, yeah. uh, and what's the thing? Ascend. I'll I meet Jesus that. there. I think a lot Push of spiritual... Push open the cave together. together. <laughs> the, the, the stone. Yeah. Love Jesus. Yeah. God. Um, I, I hear that. I think actually a few spiritual teachers have talked about... Because my question always is... Funny for someone who's not a Christian, I'm always like, we're sinners. We're all going to hell. <laughs> the fact that we engage in capitalism and like we are willing to profit off and live off people's like slavery. We're all burning alive. Mm. Um, and a lot of spiritual teachers Funny are like- Funny enough, which we are, global warming, teehee. <laughs> spiritual teachers- Yeah, you people wanted to be in this this esoteric other realm where we're all gonna burn. It's happening now. We're burning, we're paying for our sins. Today. Spiritual teachers are like, um, it is totally okay to engage with the material of your universe now. Like you are placed here for- a reason like your soul picked this dimension mm. and picked a space where capitalism exists and where slavery exists and how you navigating through it and still having ambition and desire for yourself mm. even at the expense of other people is is a challenge um that you still that you are supposed to grapple with and right. make a decision about yeah. that's your soul's experience yeah so i i feel yeah i'm trying not to feel too bad about that i do feel weird but i still think less about feeling bad it's more about like what i want to do with that yes so how am i how am i divesting in ways that make first me feel good and second me at least perceive an impact mm. um that matters like the intention behind it so i don't know i look at oprah and i wonder oh she believes you can just so you know you're behind on that <sighs> so should we do a shout out <laughs> i'm done with you <laughs> should we briefly run through what like the hypnotherapy sessions like no i can do it in under a minute i wonder if we should you know i sometimes feel like when you tell people this happens with me and you when i give you a little bit of information instead of you exploring that thing you want all of it before you go there then you might not even go there you know what i i feel yes but i also feel the opposite where i have a friend who's like mm -mm, i don't want to clack like a chicken i'm not going to hypnotherapy <laughs> And it's like, well, let's not what's going to oh happen to you. So, okay. So what I would appreciate is knowing I arrive, I talk about, I list my issues, what, what they are, what I'm dealing with on a metaphysical level. We go through what could be the causes of that. I brainstorm about my life, what I think it could have been. We arrive at what it most likely has been and how that's now manifesting physically from there. Um, we understand what it is we need to deal with metaphysically to help heal what I am manifesting physically. Then I go, then it's time for the hypnotherapy part of the session. So it starts with counseling and ends with hypnotherapy where I am walked through a visualization to help me release the, the attachments, the blockages that are causing disease, dis-ease within my life and walking towards the life that I want. Okay, but is he controlling you? 
Uh, oh no! So the whole time you are your, you can hear everything he says, and you remember everything he says, and he reiterates that, um, and he assures you that this isn't about him manipulating you and making you cluck and whatnot like a chicken. And you do remember the whole session, or I, I remember the whole session, everything that was said. So he's guiding you. It's like a guided meditation. Um, I think I yeah. Thank you. Pleasure. And can you tell us about the psychic experience? Oh, psychic experience is wonderful. Mind um, you, this might vary if you're not, if you're abroad, if you don't go to her place in Joburg South. Yes, that is correct. So um, what she does is you arrive, you she her particular method, you squish up a piece of paper and then you give it to her and she unravels it and reads from that piece of paper. It's like reading the tea leaves, you know, that kind of thing. It's um, a matter that you have engaged with and she reads from it. And from that, um, as she's, when I say reading, she touches on all sorts of different aspects of your life, whether it's relationship, career, financial, whatever it is. And, and you ask questions as she goes along. And at the end, you can ask any outstanding questions. Um, and she always then refers back to that page, like for the answers, or she gets the guidance about it. Sometimes she hears um, or gets the feeling that your ancestors are saying this and what they want you to hear and understand and so on. And then after all of that, um, uh, you know, she will um, then give you guidance for you to carry on. Like if, you know, there are things that you should, uh, either a ritual that you can do, if that's something that you are partial to. So she asked me up front, do you, how do you feel about traditional medicine? Because if I said no, then she absolutely wouldn't have, you know, recommended that. Maybe I would have gotten a crystal or nothing at all. Maybe an affirmation or a prayer. Um, the point is the spiritual world is so vast. Like, so there are so many ways for everyone. Um, yeah. So then for me, she recommended X, Y, Z for me to do and to get in touch with my ancestors more and to um, let them communicate clearer with me so that I can have better direction in my life. Um, yeah. Was there a blood sacrifice? Not that much. I mean, we... we... There's no blood sacrifice. <laughs> you got enough mm. to do, man. I don't know if we talked about the psychic experience. I think... I think we should close to some points okay. that we enjoyed. Okay. Um, first of all, it was entirely... It was very interesting. The things that had already happened, she just knew about. It was entirely true. Yeah. She knew of a friend. and Do you remember that episode I had about jealousy and everything? She yeah. knew about that. She's like, hey. there's a person in your life, they're a woman... Um, and guessed letters in their name. It was wild. Yeah. And the situation. She also knew that I was... She didn't guess letters in their name. Not guess, she... sorry. She... <laughs> it's a... it's a... <laughs> um, she also knew, and she said, oh, by the way, you feel like you're a burden on your family. You're not... And I was like... <laughs> Waterworks. It was incredible. And she's predicted a whole bunch of stuff. Ah, uh, London, I'm seeing you soon. Friends, I'm seeing you soon. <laughs> this is why she's sucking up now. I know, and I predicted, a, I know, literally. Guys, <laughs> I'll bring a blow mattress. Let me sleep on your floor. Uh, she predicted a whole lot of stuff. Some was, I didn't feel, I was like ready to hear. And I knew, I knew going in, I was like, I really don't want to know too much about my romantic future. And I forgot to tell her and she told mm. me. So I was like, I guess it was meant to be. Um, some of it I'm happy about, some of it I'm like, oh my God. For real, guys. At least I'll be here with you through it all. I, I feel good about it all. I do. I just... So one of them... It's such a petty thing. is the height of my lover. And I'm just... I don't accept it. I reject the height of my lover. Great. I don't want someone sitting in my armpit, bitch. <laughs> sitting under my, my titty flap. I think there's something we can do about everything. It's because it's the you life that you're projecting. Knees. There's a life that you're projecting right now. If you carry on the way you are now, no, your current consciousness is attracting a four-foot lover. Oh! Hey, four? Mm-mm. 
No, oh god. Yeah. Mine was wonderful. Like I really enjoyed Mine it. is wonderful too, bitch. I just was not happy about the height of my lover. My lover is tall. <laughs> Broad. Broad. Don't tell all the people. Are you gonna expose what colour is he? No, 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 that's between me and my makeup. Okay, okay, my okay, god. Okay. Um but the but one really um uh thing that made me feel good, what's there's a better word for that. One like encouraging thing was that my luck is really open and that my ancestors mm. are really watching over me so strongly oh. and that my grandmother um has been batting away bad like bad niggas left, right and center. Like that's why Did I, she say bad niggas? <laughs> or is that your words, honey? I was in a trance, what do I know? So so I mustn't No worry. Wait, there was no trance. She was not in a trance. Oh sorry, yes, I wasn't it's very Yes. And so so that's why I haven't been I haven't had a good relationship in so long is because I've just been being protected. And funny enough, that's what I said. After every bad relation, I was like, I just know I'm being protected, so oh, it's fine. Yeah. Fuck, that's gonna make me cry now. Oh. Cry for us. No, not on Smile camera. for me, pussycat. I love that Nyaki. Yeah. Mine was amazing too. Um I'm really excited for my future. When yeah. things happen that she's predicted, yeah. I will let the podcast know. Oh my god. I don't want to say too much. Yeah. I Oh, go my lover. I am so ready. Yeah. When I told you bitches Copenhagen 2022. <laughs> did you think I was joking? That is all I would say. That is all I would I say. I think on that note, let's close up. We will close up. We will thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Um stay blessed, believe in yourself, say I can. Yeah. And believe that you can curate the world around you um reduce the noise increase the peace don't be afraid to like unplug and just live the life in front of you and i think ultimately all of us want to know that we're going to be okay yeah and you are going to be okay and that's what i love about all of these spiritual modalities that we personally um Uh, look for is that they're always so affirming. Yeah. Whether you believe in them or not, you're going to come out praised and affirmed yeah. and encouraged. Yeah. 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 Oh. Alrighty. So we'll um, have a whole bunch of links in the description box yeah. for Arthur and for Rabi, the psychic. Um, join our Facebook group. Not much is happening at the moment because I don't feel like posting, but you can join anyway. Um, is anyone speaking in the Facebook group? No. Okay. It's just all of us sitting like mosquitoes <laughs> around, uh, around a puddle. And you know what? This is you taking a break, but this is my standard engagement with Facebook. That's what's so sad. Sorry, guys. We're all just looking at each other. <laughs> across the across like mosquitoes. Have you seen the way mosquitoes sit? We're just looking. Yeah. Nothing's happening. Lovey. 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 <laughs>